You're listening to the Holy Bible One Year Challenge with master storyteller Michael Wood, featuring the easy-to-read version and used by permission from Bible Week International. Enjoy the show! Hello, everyone. Welcome to Day 143. We're continuing in the book of 1 Samuel. Saul is serving his term as king of Israel, and he's fighting the Philistines, a lot of them. In fact, he is outnumbered greatly by the Philistine soldiers. But he's kind of a holy man and a warrior and a king wrapped into one. So he decides he needs an answer from the Lord so he can win the battle against the Philistines. Makes sense, right? So then he goes ahead and does the sacrifices so he can gain the audience of the Lord. Well, Samuel is the priest and Samuel's the one who's supposed to be doing all of the sacrificing and speaking to the Lord. But when Samuel doesn't show up, Saul goes ahead and does it. I mean, he is the king. He even had a little prophetic visions a few chapters ago. Well, apparently this becomes a very big problem. And in the meantime, Jonathan, Saul's son, decides to get in on the action and save the day. Ah, the brave heroism of youth. We are also continuing in the book of John. Jesus is having the Last Supper with his followers. Although in the book of John, it's actually not referred to as the Last Supper. But however you want to call it, Jesus gives a little bit of some prophecies. From this conversation, we find the betrayer of Jesus, who is one of his closest followers. If you enjoy the show, visit me at patreon.com forward slash storymaster. You'll find the link in the description box below. By contributing as little as $1 per month, you will enable me to continue this ministry. And you'll get cool rewards too. Together, we're going to get through the Bible in one year. Let's get started. 1 Samuel chapter 13 Saul causes trouble for Israel. Saul was 30 years old when he became king. He ruled over Israel 42 years. Saul chose 3,000 men from Israel. There were 2,000 men who stayed with him at Michmash in the hill country of Bethel. There were 1,000 men who stayed with Jonathan at Gibeah and Benjamin. Saul sent the other men in the army back home. Jonathan defeated the Philistines at their camp in Geba. The other Philistines heard about this. They said, The Hebrews have rebelled. Saul said, Let the Hebrew people hear what has happened. So Saul told the men to blow trumpets through all the land of Israel. All the Israelites heard this news. Saul has killed the Philistine leader. Now the Philistines will really hate the Israelites. So the Israelites were called to join Saul at Gilgal. The Philistines gathered to fight Israel. They camped at Michmash, east of Beth-Avon. They had 3,000 chariots and 6,000 horses to pull them. They had more soldiers than there are grains of sand on the seashore. The Israelites saw that they were in trouble, so they ran away to hide in caves and cracks in the rock. They hid among the rocks and wells and in other holes in the ground. Some Hebrews even went across the Jordan River to the land of Gad and Gilead. Saul was still at Gilgal, 
And all the men in his army were shaking with fear. Samuel said he would meet Saul at Gilgal. Saul waited there seven days. But when Samuel had not yet come to Gilgal, the soldiers began to leave Saul. So Saul said, Bring me the burnt offerings and the fellowship offerings. Then he offered the burnt offering. As soon as Saul finished offering that sacrifice, Samuel arrived. Saul went out to meet him. Samuel asked, What have you done? Saul answered, I saw the soldiers leaving me. You were not here on time, and the Philistines were gathering at Michmash. I thought to myself, the Philistines will come here and attack me at Gilgal, and I haven't asked the Lord to help us yet. So I felt that I had to offer the burnt offering. Samuel said to Saul, You did a foolish thing. You did not obey the Lord your God. If you had done what he commanded, you would have let your family rule Israel forever. But now, your kingdom will not continue. The Lord has found a man who wants to obey him. He has chosen him to be the new leader of his people because you did not obey the Lord's command. Then Samuel left Gilgal. Saul and the rest of his army left Gilgal and went to Gibeah and Benjamin. Saul counted the men who were still with him. There were about 600. Saul, his son Jonathan, and the soldiers went to Geba and Benjamin. The Philistines were camped at Michmash, so their best soldiers began the attack. The Philistine army split into three groups. One group went north on the road to Ophrah near Shaul. The second group went southeast on the road to Beth Haran. And the third group went east on the road to the border. That road looks over the valley of Zeboim towards the desert. At this time, there were no blacksmiths in Israel. The Philistines would not allow them because they were afraid the Israelites would make iron swords and spears. Only the Philistines could sharpen iron tools. So if the Israelites needed to sharpen their plows, hoes, axes, or sickles, they had to go to the Philistines. The Philistine blacksmiths charged eight grams of silver for sharpening plows and hoes, and four grams of silver for sharpening picks, axes, and the iron tip on ox goads. So on the day of battle, None of the Israelite soldiers with Saul had iron swords or spears. Only Saul and his son Jonathan had such weapons. A group of Philistine soldiers guarded the mountain pass at Michmash. 1 Samuel chapter 14, verses 1 to 23. That day, Saul's son Jonathan was talking with the young man who carried his weapons. Jonathan said, Let's go to the Philistine camp on the other side of the valley. But Jonathan did not tell his father. Saul was sitting under a pomegranate tree at the threshing floor at the edge of the hill. Saul had about 600 men with him. One of the men was named Ahijah. Ahijah was the son of Ichabod's brother, Ahitub. Ahitub was the son of Phinehas. Phinehas was the son of Eli. Eli had been the Lord's priest at Shiloh, now Ahijah was the priest who wore the ephod. 
these men did not know that Jonathan had left. Jonathan was planning to go through a pass to get to the Philistine camp. There was a large rock on each side of the pass. The large rock on one side was named Bozes. The large rock on the other side was named Sene. One of the rocks faced north towards Michmash, and the other faced south towards Geba. Jonathan said to his young helper who carried his weapons, Come on, let's go to the camp of those foreigners. Maybe the Lord will use us to defeat them. Nothing can stop the Lord. It doesn't matter if we have many soldiers or just a few soldiers. The young man who carried Jonathan's weapon said to him, Do you think it is best? Uh, whatever you decide, I'm with you all the way. Jonathan said, Let's go! We'll cross the valley and go to the Philistine guards. We'll let them see us. If they say to us, Stay there until we come to you, we will stay where we are. We won't go up to them. But if the Philistine men say, Go up here! Then we will climb up to them. That will be a sign from God. That will mean that the Lord will allow us to defeat them. So Jonathan and his helper let the Philistines see them. The Philistine guard said, Look, the Hebrews are coming out of the holes they were hiding in. The Philistines in the fortress shouted to Jonathan and his helper, Come up here. We'll teach you a lesson. Jonathan said to his helper, Follow me up the hill. The Lord is letting Israel defeat the Philistines. So Jonathan climbed up the hill with his hands and feet, and his helper was right behind him. Jonathan and his helper attacked them. In the first attack, they killed 20 Philistines in an area about a quarter of a hectare in size. Jonathan fought the men who attacked from the front. His helper came behind him and killed the men who were only wounded. Great fear spread among the Philistine soldiers, those in the field and in the camp and at the fortress. Even the bravest soldiers were afraid. The ground began to shake and they were completely overcome with fear. Saul's guards at Gibeah in the land of Benjamin saw the Philistine soldiers running away in different directions. Saul said to the army with them, Count the men. I want to know who left camp. They counted the men. Jonathan and his helper were gone. Saul said to Ahijah, Bring God's holy box. At that time, God's holy box was there with the Israelites. While Saul was talking to Ahijah the priest, the noise and confusion in the Philistine camp became louder and louder. Finally, Saul said to the priest, Stop! We can't wait for the advice from the Lord. Then Saul gathered his army and went to the battle. The Philistine soldiers were very confused. They were even fighting each other with their swords. There were Hebrews who had served the Philistines in the past and had stayed in the Philistine camp. But now these Hebrews joined the Israelites with Saul and Jonathan. All the Israelites who had hidden in the hill country of Ephraim heard that the Philistine soldiers were running away. So these Israelites also joined in the battle and began chasing the Philistines. So the Lord saved the Israelites that day. The battle moved on past Beth-Avon. The whole army was with Saul. He now had about 10,000 men. 
the battle spread to every city in the hill country of Ephraim. John chapter 13, verses 18 to 38. Jesus is speaking to his followers. I am not talking about all of you. I know the people I have chosen, but what the scriptures say must happen. The man who shared my food has turned against me. I am telling you this now before it happens. Then, when it happens, you will believe that I am. I assure you, whoever accepts the person I send also accepts me. And whoever accepts me also accepts the one who sent me. After Jesus said these things, he felt very troubled. He said openly, Believe me when I say that one of you will turn against me. As followers all looked at each other, they did not understand who Jesus was talking about. One of the followers was next to Jesus, was leaning close to him. This was the one Jesus loved very much. Simon Peter made signs to this follower to ask Jesus who he was talking about. That follower leaned closer to Jesus and asked, Look, who is it? Jesus answered, I will dip this bread into the dish. The man I give it to is the one. So Jesus took a piece of bread, dipped it, and gave it to Judas, son of Simon Iscariot. When Judas took the bread, Satan entered him. Jesus said to Judas, What you will do, do it quickly. No one at the table understood why Jesus said this to Judas. Since Judas was the one in charge of the money, some of them thought that Jesus meant for him to go and buy some things they needed for the feast. Or they thought that Jesus wanted him to go and give something to the poor. Judas ate the bread Jesus gave him, and he immediately went out. It was night. When Judas was gone, Jesus said, Now is the time for the Son of Man to receive his glory, and God will receive glory through him. If God receives glory through him, he will give glory to the Son of Man through himself, and that will happen very soon. Jesus said, My children, I will be with you only a short time more. You will look for me, but I tell you now what I told the Jewish leaders. Where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new command. Love each other. You must love each other just as I have loved you. If you love each other, then everyone will know that you are my followers. Simon Peter asked Jesus, Lord, where are you going? Jesus answered, Where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you will come later. Peter asked, Lord, what can I follow you now? I am ready to die for you. Jesus answered, Will you really give your life for me? The truth is, before the cockerel crows, you will say three times that you don't know me. Psalms chapter 66, verses 13 to 20. When I was in trouble, I asked for help, and I made promises to you. So now, I bring sacrifices to your temple. I am giving you what I promise. I bring my best sheep as burnt offerings. I offer the smoke from them up to you. 
I give you sacrifices of bulls and goats. Salah. All you people who worship God, come and I will tell you what he has done for me. I cried out to him for help and I praised him. If I had been hiding sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened to me. But God did listen to me. He heard my prayer. Praise God. He did not turn away from me. He listened to my prayer. He continues to show his love to me. Thank you, everyone. That was day 143. Join us for day 144. We're continuing in 1 Samuel. Saul makes a careless mistake. He makes an oath to the Lord, not really knowing what's going to happen in the future. And when he has to hold to that promise, he is faced with great opposition because it may cost Jonathan his life. And of course, there are more battles this time with the Amalekites. And in the book of John, Jesus has laid some heavy teachings on his followers and he takes some time out to comfort them. And he promises them something amazing is coming. It's called the Holy Spirit. We hope you enjoyed today's verses. Be sure to leave us a positive review and to share this podcast with your friends and family. Please join us for the next episode as we experience the Bible in one year. Did you know we offer online courses in creative writing, literature, and web design? Visit us at storymaster.online to learn more.